This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, and welcome to the Saturday, November 4th, 2023 Rutgers Scarlet Knights edition of the Land Grant Tailgate Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. For the fifth straight year, every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or if you are cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. Today at 12 noon Eastern Time inside SHI, or is it Shy or She Stadium in Piscataway, New Jersey, the number one Ohio State Buckeyes, coached by the criminal mastermind Ryan Day, will take on the State University of New Jersey under the direction of former Ohio State defensive coordinator Greg Schiano. Even though today's game is at 12 in the afternoon, it is not the big noon game on Fox. Instead, it is OSU's first noon game on CBS, meaning that we will be experimenting with a new announcing crew, none of whom I have ever heard of in my entire life. So chances are they will be just as terrible as every other announcing crew that we have had all season. This time it will be Tom McCarthy on the call, Ross Tucker on color, and Tiffany Blackman will provide reporting from the field. If they are as bad as some of their colleagues that we've seen so far this season, you can always turn over to 97.1 FM in Central Ohio and on dozens of affiliates around the state, where the best in the business, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary and Matt Andrews on the sideline. Now heading out to the Garden State, as of recording time, the forecast calls for 53 degrees under cloudy skies at kickoff. Temperatures will then rise to the upper 50s throughout the course of the game. There is currently no chance of precipitation, and winds will be mild, around 3 miles per hour coming from the west-southwest. 
As you undoubtedly know, this Tuesday, the Buckeyes earned the number one spot in the first college football playoff rankings of the 2023 season. They remain third in both the AP and coaches poll with three first place votes in each. While Rutgers is not included in any of the three major rankings, they are receiving votes in the AP poll, so they are effectively number 33 in the country, according to the media. The Buckeyes are tied with those scoundrels from Ann Arbor for first place in the Big Ten East at 5-0 in conference, with Penn State in third at 4-1, and then Rutgers is in fourth at 3-2 in the Big Ten and 6-2 overall. Four teams sit atop the mess that is the Big Ten West as Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin are all 3-2 in the league. Now, normally this is where we look at betting lines. Things are a little bit more complicated when it comes to Rutgers games because state gambling laws in New Jersey prohibit some of the things that you are able to bet on and when certain sports books are able to include their lines. When DraftKings Sportsbook released its initial odds for the matchup early in the week, OSU was favored by 18 points. It is no longer on the DK board right now, but other sources have it slightly up higher at 18 and a half. The total points line that you can find currently sits at 42.5, which means that the odds makers are projecting a score in the neighborhood of 31 to 12 in favor of the Buckeyes. Of course, whether or not the Buckeyes can cover will have a lot to do with how healthy they are. Injuries have been a major topic of discussion over the past few weeks, and Ohio State fans got both good and bad news this week on that front. On Tuesday, Ryan Day made the unfortunate announcement that running back Mayan Williams had undergone surgery and is out for the remainder of the season. No further details on what the procedure entailed or really even what the injury was were provided, as is the want of Day and his program. Now, the head coach did say later in the week that this likely means that Dallin Hayden will see an increased role in the offense and the whole of Buckeye Nation rejoiced. Safety Lathan Ransom suffered a non-contact injury during the Wisconsin game, which is always extra scary, especially when he had to be taken off the field in a wheelchair. However, he did return to the sideline in that game without any noticeable boot, cast, brace, etc. So the feeling coming out of the Woody Hayes Athletic Center is that the worst possible scenario was avoided when it comes to one of OSU's key defenders. He likely won't be back for this week or even next week against Michigan State and perhaps even Minnesota, but they are optimistic that he will be back for the regular season finale in Ann Arbor. As for the rest of the injured Buckeyes, we will have to wait until 10 a.m. at the latest to get the official availability report as mandated by the Big Ten, although that is not always the most accurate barometer for who will and won't be playing anyway. But backup quarterback Devin Brown did reportedly practice in some capacity this week, but the general consensus is that his ankle sprain will keep him out for at least another week or so, but we will have to wait and see until that is confirmed. However, wide receiver Ameka Buka is believed to be returning today. Earlier in the week, Day said that he could have played against the Badgers last weekend, but was held out for precautionary purposes. Wide receiver Julian Fleming and tight end Kate Stover, both starters, are both seemingly dealing with some sort of injuries, but both, as of now, are expected to play. As I mentioned earlier, Rutgers comes into the game at a solid 6-2 on the season, 3-2 in conference. Their two losses were a 31-7 beating in Week 4 at the hands of the Mitten State Cheaters, and then two weeks later to Luke Fickle's Badgers, 24-13. 
Unsurprisingly, knowing the pedigree of both Rutgers coach and program, they are a defense and running game led team. While they only have the fourth ranked total defense in the Big Ten East itself, that actually puts them at number nine nationally, allowing only 276.8 yards per game. Of course, with Michigan at number one nationally, Penn State at number two, and Ohio State at four, it's a tough draw when you're just looking at the divisions, but still pretty impressive numbers for the Knights two-thirds of the way through the season. Rutgers has the number 13 scoring defense in the country, allowing only 15.8 points per game. Again, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are the top three in that quarter nationally, with Iowa at number six, so drawing a tough lot when it comes to conference rankings, but still pretty good overall. Shiano's defense has been noticeably better against the pass than on the ground this season. They are second nationally in pass defense, allowing only 156.3 yards per game, while their rush defense is considerably back in terms of the rankings, but still a respectable 37th at 120.5 yards. Now, on the other side of the ball, Rutgers is average-ish. They are 8th in the Big Ten with 327.1 yards per game and 5th with 28.1 points per outing. While the defense was much better against the pass than the run, the opposite is true offensively. They are rushing for the second most yards per game in the Big Ten at 178.75, while they are only throwing for 148.4, putting them at 11th in the league. Starting quarterback Gavin Wimsat is only completing 50.3% of his passes and is at 6.3 yards per attempt. Now, for comparison, Kyle McCord, who we know is nowhere near perfect, is completing 64.1% of his attempts for a 9.4 yards per attempt average. So, Buckeye fans, I guess it could potentially be worse. The Scarlet Knights' leading rusher is redshirt junior Kyle Manungai. He has 744 yards on the ground this season and averages 93 per contest, both just a shade behind Big Ten leader Braylon Allen. Ohio State and Rutgers have played every year since the Scarlet Knights joined the Big Ten in 2014, and the Buckeyes have won each of those contests. The average score in those games has been 53-11. to Ohio State has failed to score 50 points in just three of those matchups, and in each of those games, they scored 49. I'm not sure that that will happen again this year given Ohio State's offensive limitations through the first eight games and the defensive improvements that Shiano has brought to Piscataway, but I would love to be proven wrong. Okay, after a quick break, we will continue today's episode by diving into the game's advanced analytics, the rest of the day's marquee college football schedule, and my predictions for what will happen in today's game. Welcome back. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics for today's matchup. According to the gold standard college football analytics rating system SP Plus from ESPN's Bill Connolly, the Buckeyes are the number three team in the country. They've been bouncing around the top four for most of the season, peaking at number one for a week or two. They were down at number four last week before climbing up a spot. But OSU currently sits as the number 16 offense in the country, according to SP Plus, with a number three overall defense. Rutgers is number 50 according to the analytics system with a number 78 offense and number 29 defense. Somehow, Ohio State's special teams moved up two spots to 20th this week. I still cannot fathom a world in which Ohio State has the 20th best special teams in the country, but who am I to question our robot overlords? 
The Scarlet Knight specialty units are ranked 29th, which is kind of surprising because that is a pride of Greg Schiano, and he loves pulling out some razzle-dazzle gadget plays on special teams whenever he can. Connolly's model projects Ohio State to win by a score of 32 to 14, which would just barely not be a cover. It's actually right on the initial opening line, but it would be a semi-comfortable over if you're using SP Plus for betting purposes. Connolly's model gives OSU an 86% win probability. ESPN's Football Power Index, or FPI, is a different analytic system from the worldwide leader than SP+, but it has Ohio State as the number one team in the country, as it has for most of the past month, month and a half, giving the Buckeyes a 26% chance to win the national title, which is tops in the country by a full 10 percentage points. The Ann Arbor Cheaters are in second at 16%. Rutgers comes in at 40th, according to FPI. The Buckeyes do have the best chance to make the playoffs at 79.1% according to the Football Power Index. Florida State, despite being ranked all the way down at 7th, is at 67.9% to make the CFP thanks to the relatively weak ACC schedule that they have remaining. I put in the Buckeyes and Scarlet Knights into the analytical model from friends of the show, the College Football Nerds, and it projected a 29.8 to 13.3 victory for the Buckeyes. The model indicated that Ohio State should have a moderately better rushing day by a few percentage points than their average this season, but their passing attack should be 16% better. However, on defense, those numbers would skyrocket. The Nerds model predicts that OSU will be 24% better in terms of yards per carry allowed and 53% better in terms of yards per passing attempt allowed. So the college football nerds are projecting a somewhat better offensive game, but a substantially better defensive game for OSU. Finally, the most fun predictions model that we look at every week, the NCAA Game Simulator, spits out an average score of 25.9 points for the Buckeyes to 12.7 for Rutgers, including a slight home field advantage bump. That is according to 1,850 simulations as of recording time. The simulator shows 19.2% of the simulated games were decided by less than 5 points, and 2.6% went to overtime. The simulator had Ohio State winning 82.7% of the games and winning by more than 20 points and 34.8% of the time. Conversely, they had the Knights winning by more than 20 points in just 1.4% of the 1,850 sims. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through the rest of the day's major contests. All times, of course, are Columbus time. If you need something to watch on a second screen while the Buckeyes and Scarlet Knights face off at noon, head over to Fox where number 23 Kansas will look to pull off a second consecutive upset as they visit number 7 Texas. Then following OSU on CBS at 3.30 will be the number 2 Georgia Bulldogs in their first of three straight matchups against ranked opponents as they welcome number 12 Missouri between the hedges. There will also be some bedlam going on over on ABC at 3.30 as number 9 Oklahoma looks to not drop consecutive games as they visit Stillwater and the number 22 Oklahoma State Cowboys. Then in primetime, a marquee Big Ten matchup as number 5 Washington looks to stay undefeated against number 20 USC, who I cannot for the life of me figure out how they are still ranked other than the fact that they're USC. Then completing CBS's triple header at 745 will essentially be the battle for the SEC West. Number 14 LSU at number 8 Alabama. I know Ole Miss is still in the mix, but they haven't played Alabama yet, so I'm imagining that they will lose that game and drop them back. In the Pac-12 after dark window, number 16 Oregon State will visit Coach Prime and his newly reconfigured Colorado Office of Coaching Staff on ESPN at 10. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. 
This Rutgers team has been a fun story through the first two months of the season. Anytime the State University of New Jersey can achieve bowl eligibility by the end of October, that's a good thing. But the teams that they've actually managed to beat aren't very impressive. Northwestern, Temple, Virginia Tech, Wagner, Michigan State, and Indiana. Those teams combined for a 17-31 record. So while their overall strength of schedule is pretty good, that is propped up by their losses to both Wisconsin and Michigan. Now, I have no doubt that Greg Schiano will find ways to scheme some stuff up to confuse the Buckeyes offense, especially since the offense is already struggling at times, especially in the first half. I mean, last year, Marvin Harrison Jr. was held to just three catches for 18 yards against Rutgers, although one of those receptions was for a touchdown. But assuming Emeka Abuka is back, it will be difficult to shut down Marv completely. I expect the best wide receiver in the country to go over 100 yards for the fifth straight game and seventh time this year, and he will have at least one receiving touchdown. I also think that Travion Henderson will continue what he started last week and prove that he is back and better than ever. Now, I don't expect him to go for over 200 combined yards like he did against the Badgers, but I think at least 125 yards from scrimmage is likely. I also predict that Kyle McCord will throw for 250 yards and two scores. On defense, the Silver Bullets will show their strength and will hold Rutgers to less than 200 yards of total offense. The Knights will score, but it will be thanks to field position, achieved primarily via special teams. As I mentioned earlier, Shiano is known to be very, very sneaky in terms of the kicking game. Ultimately, I'm going to go Ohio State 31, Rutgers 6. All right, that's all that we have for today. As always, Lee and Grant will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I'll be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33, your home for all of LandGrant's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can follow me personally at BWWMatt. And if you aren't already, please make sure that you subscribe to the Land Grant Podcast Network wherever you get your daily dose of audio goodness, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. So, with all of that out of the way, Thank you for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.